Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Can't tell you where Cody is. Back here live in Las Vegas, thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. Reminder, coming up in about an hour from now, we'll be joined by Chiefs team president Mark Donovan. Get his thoughts not only on being back in this stage and what it means for for Chiefs fans, but of course in April, the ballot measure to extend the three-eighth cent sales tax and some thoughts on this month-long timeline or so that Clark Hunt told us about earlier in the week uh, for we'll know more about the renovation and what does that actually entail all three levels renovations, but are we talking any new video boards, that kind of stuff we'll talk about with Mark Donovan. But here on Radio Row, a familiar face. It's always it's always good to see somebody that you recognize, you know, all these strangers walking around. And Aaron Ladd from KSHB 41 joins us thanks to Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. We were talking off air, man. How you feeling? Oh. You know, how, how you feeling? You've been here since Sunday as well, or Saturday for you. Saturday afternoon. This is uh, this is the worst I've felt all week. Woke up under 30 minutes ago. Just for Did you really? Guys. Yeah. <laughs> How's that even possible? Good uh, for you. A little 8.30 alarm. Whew, I'm jealous. Left the room at 8.40 and did a little speed walk over from the, uh, the Luxor here to the Mandalay Bay. Were you out late last night? Is that what was happening? What were you doing? I, I saw your. He's got a look on his face. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's out a little late. I, 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 so I saw. I don't, not a, it was not a, a live hit, but your your I guess your one of your sports packages you were doing. You were you were playing craps. Nice creative way to, way to go. Is that one of those where that, that's going on the demo reel, man? That's going on the demo reel. Aaron playing craps. The Chiefs gambling or whatever. Absolutely, uh-huh. yeah. It was like uh-huh. a, a, the story was Brett Veach's gambles that allowed them to get back to Vegas. Uh-huh. Talking about. The off-season moves, and shout out to Westgate. They allowed us to shoot some stand-ups over there. Did you crap uh, out? I couldn't tell what the dice were. (laughs) (laughs) That was purely for entertainment purposes only. Oh, okay. Yeah, at least know what number you hit, you know? (laughs) I have no idea. They let us just they let us take the dice and we just had fun the whole time. People what? are watching the, the the stream on YouTube and Twitch. And oh. They they want more details. They, they they said you know Aaron you know look look we all by the way we all look uh, uh, like we we've been out till three a.m. Yeah. I can promise you we weren't. I oh, I can promise I Cody. Was out late. I don't know about you, Aaron. What were you uh, What were you up to? What have you been doing in Vegas other than uh, just working your ass off? Um, oh, last night was the latest night. I think I got into the room around four. <laughs> 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 Four twenty. Oh, actually. Can I ask where you went? Can I ask where you went? Um, I was just kind of bumping around. Started here at the Aurora. I think it's like the hotel bar, and then ended up at Chandelier. Uh, uh, Cos- is that Cosmo? Cosmo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Honestly, saw Jason Kelsey on the tables. Saw Cam Newton on the tables. Oh. Ran into <laughs> Aaron was playing with them. <laughs> no, Aaron was not <laughs> playing with them. Ran into uh, Mizzou standout uh, Darius Robinson as well. He's the name that's some, going up the, the, yeah, the charts, been, it sounds like, for I, the draft. I told him, man, did his thing at the Senior Bowl. We exchanged a little dabs. I'm like, look, man, like, you, you're, you're putting on for the MIZ. It was good to run into him. But uh, last night was my latest night. Still didn't stop me from joining Cody and Look at that. You know, he got up that's on impressive. Time. We appreciate that. Before we get into the football stuff, thanks again. I asked on Twitter for music suggestions, <laughs> and you gave me some, and I listened to it. I thought it was very good. Yeah, we've been bumping some you, hits, you know. Uh-huh. Megan the Stallion guy yeah, yeah. all of a sudden. Well, look, I'll be honest. Hadn't listened to her stuff other than the hits, right? Um, <laughs> what, but, are, what are the hits, Cody? Well, I just like this. I don't know. Anything she's got, like the Cardi B song, right? I mean, I guess What's I don't the Cardi listen. B song? I don't know the name of it. I think it's WAP. WAP. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That one. Wop, Should we? Wop, hey, what's wop, that stand for, wop. real quick? <laughs> no, don't do that. Winning attitude. And <laughs> Perseverance. Yeah, there we go. 
no, I really did. I really did like it. I'm not even. I'm kidding. proud of you. Yeah, I just kind of mess around. On Open the, up my world. Yeah, you know? the, the the suggestions were not rap enough for me, so I was like, you know what? Give you something for the the airport. Good on in. Did you happen to, if you were gambling last night till 4 a.m. or so, did you happen to tip your waitress properly? Uh, we, I'll Always. tell you why. Always. Always. Now, but, like, reasonable amount, right? Like, you hand, like, a, a chip for a dollar or something. Did you hear what happened with Pete Sweeney last night? <laughs> Is he being cheap again? No, no. No, no quite the opposite. We were, we were at the blackjack table together. Okay. Pete got the chips confused in dollar amount, <laughs> and he left the waitress a cool C-note. He gave her $100 wow. for one drink. Four $25 chips. He, he, thought, they were, he thought they were 25-cent chips. Oh. <laughs> just so you know, the rules in Vegas are once you've given a tip, you're not allowed it's to be too like, late. whoa, 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 yeah. Yeah, I gave no, you too much. Let me get changed on that. No, you, you can't do because that. Because someone might start losing the tip and be like, you know what, actually, I'd like a little. Wow. That, that does not surprise Ooh. me with Pete Sweeney. He's, uh, he's a Vegas regular. He's a... Uh, in his element here, headed up to Super Bowl 58. So, yeah, he, a C-note to him is nothing. That's he'll, true. he'll get it back. That's very true. What, what about this week? You've been out in, in Lake Las Vegas out there more than we have because we've been doing our show here from, from the row and everything. But what, what's been the theme for you? And, and does it feel the same covering this team, this go-around, and how they're handling their business? It's crazy how relaxed they seem. The, the mindset for me is exactly what you would expect from a team who's going to their fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. They know exactly how to handle the media obligations. They know exactly how to handle the arrival and the departure and the lead-up and family obligations and Radio Row and all that. Um, talking with Blake Bell yesterday about kind of the chippiness at practice for Kansas City, that to me shows just how eager they are to prove that, you know, maybe it didn't look great at all times. Maybe a lot of us didn't think that they would make it here. But they got an opportunity to win a dang Super Bowl, and they're going to take it. And I'm not picking against Kansas City this week. I came on y'all airwaves last week and said, Don't do Baltimore it. is the better team, <laughs> and Lamar Jackson is the MVP. I- I've seen none of that this week that has me looking away from KC uh, winning another Lombardi. It just seems like not only are the Chiefs comfortable, but the 49ers are finding like every little thing to complain about. Like The chips are no good. The field's too soft. There's fire alarms. Like You guys are making our lives too. It's, like, it's one game, man. Relax. Sometimes fire alarms go off on college campuses because it's a college campus. That's not new information. I don't know why. I think a lot like I wonder if what's going to happen to the 49ers is the same thing happened to the Ravens. The Ravens got off of their game in a war. They were the team that was like throwing punches yeah. and getting like trying to like, oh, you know, like losing control. They had no control over anything that was taking place. I really feel like that could happen to the 49ers again if things start badly for them early in this game. Only 81 rushing yards for Baltimore in that game, and we were talking about how aggressive leading into that game, how aggressive they are running the ball, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards, and Lamar could be a running option for them. They completely got away from their identity in that game, and kind of back to our first point, like I don't see Kansas City losing their identity in Super Bowl 58 just because they know what this stage is like. They understand what the emotions of the moment are going to bring. Even the young guys like Trip McDuffie. And they've, they've been here. They yeah. won a Super Bowl in their first year. Like I talked to George Karloftis leading up, and he's like, I've played in the big game. I know that the commercials are a little longer. I know that the halftime is a little bit longer. I know that it's going to take a, a lot of emotions, and there's an up and down, and there's an ebbs and flow. Like Drew Tranquil is leaning on guys like that to understand what it's going to be like for that moment. It's interesting. Talking about fire alarms, my fire alarm went off. Oh, no. Oh, so all the media here, we, we're not staying at the Luxor uh, for those people that are listening. So we didn't have a fire alarm yes. issue. Yeah, uh, we're, we're good. What time was that? You this Hold on. Was, what time would that have occurred? You didn't this, get back till 4 a.m. Okay, this was not last Oh, okay. okay. This was earlier in the week. I want to say it was maybe two. I don't even remember. If it makes you feel any better, we are on Fremont Street, okay. and our rooms are, I mean, I'm like right next to Fremont Street. Until, so until 2 a.m. or so, you just yeah. hear the music bumping <laughs> constantly. you got to love that, right? Uh, it's, it definitely feels like Vegas. I mean, it is, dude, it is loud. <laughs> Loud. It wasn't like a true fire alarm. It was like one of those. Oh, did the automated message come up yes. when the and lady the auto- talked to you? Exactly. Uh, uh, Precisely. Uh, that one, yeah. Long enough to think like, oh. An emergency has been reported. Was I, know, the one, like that? was I the one smoking in my room or is somebody else <laughs> smoking in their room? Like, do I actually need to leave right now? Like, my goodness. The 49ers and I battling through similar obstacles headed up to Super Bowl. I would definitely end up being one of those persons who'd be like, well, Cody tragically died. And you'd be like, why? Like, oh, damn. He's like, he did not take that, he that threat seriously leave. at all. Like, those things go off. I'm like, I'm not going out of here. 
Yeah. I don't see a fire. Well, that's happened to the it's press prob- box. It's probably Nobody fine. moves. Nobody moves when it happens to the press box. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Especially at the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not moving. You know, I peeked through the peephole. I didn't see anybody moving through. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back to bed. If you saw, like, right. five people run through, you like, Oh, absolutely. I'm going to move. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a shirt on or something. Like, it's, it's time to boogie out of here. Uh, Aaron Ladd from KSHB 41 joining us here on Radio Row as uh, we broadcast on a Red Friday. Uh, I'm just still laughing. I should show Aaron the text line. It's fantastic. We can watch the stream. Uh, sorry, buddy. Lad Army, baby. Here uh, we are. Y- oh, Lad Army? You never heard of that? I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, that, that made its way over from the drive. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Lad Army has the, moved okay. in. The I didn't Lad know. Ar- the Lad Army is strong. That's here good. Good for I you. I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you have that going. <laughs> what? What's the? Maybe it's Karloftis. Maybe that's the answer to this. But uh, other than Jones and, and Snead, who do you actually think they need the most out of? defensively in this game the linebackers have been a weak point at at, at times Nick Bolton's gotten picked on at times throughout this playoffs they'll find 32 turn them around because anytime Nick Bolton is with his numbers facing you his his letters his name is facing you that's his weakness his pass coverage essentially I was talking on Chiefs Coast to Coast Arrowhead Pride podcast network if you want to check that out episode 76 drop this week wherever you get your podcasts what an opportunity this is for, for Felix and UDK Uzama. Sure. Right? Like, Massive. This is a guy that was sitting on ice the last two weeks. Did, everybody's talking about he's a PR stunt. He's a bust. They haven't used him all year. He's 22. And now we're talking about the biggest game of his season, biggest game of his life leading up to this point. Your, your job going into this game is you have 10 snaps, 15 absolutely max. Beat the guy in front of you. One time. One time. He gets a third down stop and a sack. You completely change the narrative around what this season has been, what that draft pick was, and maybe he can build confidence going into that next year. He's a guy that I look at as, like, there's so much that you can earn, kind of similar to what Sky Moore did last year for them. Yes, he did. Well, that didn't work out. Obviously, it didn't work out. But (laughs) he got his first touchdown in the Super Bowl last year, gained some confidence, got hurt this year. But for Felix, I think about what a stage this could be to build off of your rookie year into your next I year. I think the, the the thing that really stands out, like you mentioned all the defensive stuff, and this is where, like, I guess I don't know about Brock Purdy is, historically, everything in NFL history tells you scoring is way harder to come by in the postseason. So much harder than any – turnovers go up, scoring goes down, and everything gets harder. And instead, Patrick Mahomes has been the exact opposite. Their turnovers go way down in the postseason versus the regular season historically and have this postseason. Like, eventually it feels like Brock Purdy could walk into a few. Like, if they just get – if the Chiefs finish plus one of the turnover battle, it's done. Done. If they take the ball away one time and don't – and, look, I know we keep predicting Trick McDuffie's first NFL interception, which I That's guess has happened yet. No. no. Yeah, he still doesn't have one. No. He was an all-pro this year. He still has zero career picks. Is it, they're just not throwing at him? They're not targeting yeah, him? It's part of it. completely it, the other yeah. way? It's the yeah. Sauce Gardner, Darrell Revis, where yeah. you're like, uh, well, you know, I let up 113 yards this year. Sorry I didn't get a pick that time. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. But I, I think McDuffie could be really important because I just assume Snead and Ayuk are good there. So McDuffie becomes important for the don't let Debo get you deep. Don't let, you know, whoever you end up on during that game. McDuffie becomes a very important player. That Niners offense versus Chiefs defense battle, I've checked and highlighted as such a huge win for Kansas City. Like, think about last weekend. Maybe it was Eric Bieniemy's surprise visit in Baltimore that got them juiced up like, Casey comes out on their first two drives and scores touchdowns for the first time all year. Yeah. If they do that again in Allegiant Stadium, I'm like I'm 100% confident that it's a KC win again because this defense pins their ears back. They're not giving up three scores. Harrison Butker's missed two kicks all year. I just think with how they're playing now, they're playing their best ball. It, it, it's hard for me to see a world in which Brock Purdy in the biggest stage I know. is diving up this Kansas City defense. I just – I know I woke up 45 minutes ago, but that, that just seems like a dream, <laughs> is, honestly. Uh, is it harder to imagine because Brock Purdy's kind of a dork? It is kind of hard. Dork? Yeah. Come on, man. He kind of walks that way. I say that as a dork. Look, I'm allowed to evaluate this. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can spot it from a mile away, man. He's, he's kind of a dork. He's uh, the videos of him. You know, he's kind of like Kirk Cousins-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Levi's, and he's wearing the cold khakis, like the Lee Harvey Oswald question. My goodness, what what are we doing? Yeah, this week? that was weird. What are we doing this week with, uh, with with media questions? Asking a question about one viral tweet to somebody <laughs> is so rude. Hey man, do you think you look like Lee Harvey Oswald? Like, I'm not gonna answer. How do how do you answer that? Do you think you look like the guy that shot the president? <sighs> <laughs> 
Uh, next question. Yeah. It's just, this is what, <laughs> as you know. I think that's answered. Next. As you know, this is the kind of stuff that gets asked at, at opening night and also just at these press conference settings. What, what's what been your feel around Travis Kelsey this week? Because mm. of the questions that, is it like 95% just been Taylor Swift stuff or has it been mixed? I know he was asked yesterday to like finish or that you know, was terrible. the lyric stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it's that been, wasn't you, huh? That, <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> not that time. Somebody beat me to it. Okay, yeah, okay. Somebody beat me to I it. I know you were waiting all yeah. week for that moment. Yeah. On the flight over, I'm like, I'm avoiding 87 at all costs, essentially. Like, opening night and all the availability since then. He, he came to the podium. That was the one time that I basically, like, asked him a question. And I think we talked about training camp, kind of setting the foundation for this long run. Andy Reid's known for having one of these grueling training camps. You guys are up there lugging the equipment to St. Joe back and forth, and the guys talk about, I mean, remember Rasheed Rice puked on one yeah. of his first yeah. days. The whole, everyone's like, oh, is he just not conditioned well? Is he not in shape? Oh, this guy. Bust. Yeah. PR stud. Yeah. No. Um, think about how far we've come from that point and how they lean on those long drive drills. Talk with Matt and Aggie about how they lean on those moments now to kind of pay off as they're playing in the last game of the NFL season. With Kelsey, I'm actually kind of amazed how well he's done. Yes, he's done SNL, and he's been on the big stage before, but, like, this specific moment and, like, this area where the NFL is just letting pretty much anybody in to ask questions who are essentially fans. There was somebody yesterday that was like, I'm here specifically to cover you and Taylor. Yes, he's PR trained. Yes, he's media savvy, but, like, it just seems like everything is it's Teflon right now. Nothing is really sticking to him. He's prepared for this moment. He understands, like, how much media is asking and what, what they want to hear from him. And he's handled it pretty well to me. It's because he's happy. Dude, when you're that happy, you just feel like, eh, I don't care. None of this. It's all rolling off his shoulders because the man's happy. He's in a great relationship. He's being successful both yeah. in his career yeah. and in life. And he's just like, I feel good. Yeah, he's not staying out till 4 a.m. anymore or anything <laughs> like that while he's trying to work. None of that kind of stuff. Patrick the text line said. says, uh, Aaron, finish the water. They're watching you on the video stream. Get another. I see you get more and more life with every sip. <laughs> with, every, with every sip. Sorry that you have to be on video for this one, my guy. <laughs> it's all good. You can tell, though, since he's been on with us. He, yeah, he's started. He's, he's waking up. He's, waking up. He's, he's been great. The great yeah. ones persevere. Man, I, I'm going to get, like, a breakfast sandwich or something for $35 after this Heroes of Vegas. <laughs> yeah, trip. so the we, we talked about it on Monday, the little food court that's right outside yeah. this area, which it's very convenient, but they admitted, like, the prices were jacked up even more than what a normal Vegas resort would be. I mean, a burger and, and fries was $26. We're being gouged expressly. You know, and it is what it is. Company card. Salute. Oh, you get a company card. I do have a company that's card. That's nice. we got to submit later. Oh, you got to get reimbursed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, I it, a, you might be asking the question, is it a timely reimbursement, Cody? It is not. <laughs> what, what, what's the time frame we're talking here? A month? Three oh, weeks? I'll let, I'll let Cody continue this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Gold loves Odyssey Incorporated. It's his favorite company on the planet. Everything works. Never had a complaint. Everything's extremely efficient. I don't know what, he, I don't know what he's talking about. It's a, it's a perfect setup. It Drew, really is. Drew is looking over here just smiling like, you guys are just <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Are you excited, uh, b- before we let you go, Aaron, Usher at halftime? Are you, you're staying for the game and everything, right? So last yes. year was Rihanna. I, I, I don't know if you felt the same way we did. It, the halftime show is actually the one thing where I do think at home you, you get a little better experience because that stage is so small when you look yeah. out on the football field. But are you excited for Usher? I didn't get all the angles for Rihanna's halftime show. Like I had to find out on Twitter that she was pregnant and she did the reveal and all that stuff. I was a little disappointed by last year's show, but I'll say why. Wasn't she pregnant? Then we at that time we yeah, found out. So bring out some guests. Jay Z was in the building. Rock Nation helps organize the halftime show. Well, like, Taylor Swift's gonna be in the building. It, like you have multiple songs with Drake. Could you imagine? Bring Taylor out came Drake. Up on stage. Like, of course, Usher, the Atlanta connection. I'm extremely oh, I'm, excited. Uh, yeah, I he like did, Usher. He did his little PR thing yesterday and mentioned oh. like teasing some guests, and I think. There's a page here locally that noticed the rehearsal and has tweeted out, like, who might be making an appearance. Wait, what's the, fir- what's the first song? Do we know? I'm going, and I know you're a Vegas guy, uh-huh. betting show. I'm going OMG heavy to be the first Usher song because it's got that EDM feel. It opens up with something that kind of can get the crowd into. It's not his biggest hit, but it's something that's wide-ranging. Yeah. So the favorite is My Way. 
Minus just, one. What about loving the club? Oh. Where's OMG, that at? OMG is plus one. Loving this, loving this club. Great song. Seven to one. What'd yeah, you know? it's seven what to one. What you know about that, Gold? I'm not singing. Don't ask me to sing. <laughs> Don't loving ask me to sing. I'm thinking about how old we are. Usher was incredibly popular. How do I not? What do you mean? Come on, Aaron. Come on. What you know about loving this club? It's a great. It's a great song. I only know my way, OMG, yeah, and loving this club. That's it. I don't know any. What the hell is my boo? You don't know my boo? That's Alicia Keys. My if you boo heard it, you'd probably know it. Started when we were younger and you were mine. Oh, my that's boo. Alicia Keys, not Usher, as far as I'm concerned. But he, he's doing uh, the, the Usher <laughs> part. <laughs> he's definitely in that song. Boyfriend is 40 to 1 to be the first song. I like yeah a lot, but I was too young to realize that I was saying, hold the head steady, I'm going to milk the cow. Like, there's, a co- there's a couple lyrics in there. I'm like, wow, I was way too young to be saying what I'm saying. That's all of music. You don't realize what it's about until, it, until much later on in life. You're like, the lyrics, oh, I'm like, okay, all right. I, it clicked for me. I'm like, okay. You listen cool. to it as an adult, yeah. and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, should I have been listening to this? You've got kids. How do you parse that? I just let them listen to whatever. Wow, anything. So I have literally drawn the line on a single song as it was playing, and she tried to, like, make a negotiation. So maybe, like, uh, five months ago, six months ago. Okay. She's seven. She was listening to, uh, you know, she'll find, like, she was listening to Beyonce, mm. and she was uh, listening to Cuff It, and I was like, and that song was going for me. I was like, all right, look, all right, we got to draw a line somewhere. And I guess I've decided it's Cuff It because like, it came on after Single Ladies. And I was like, I was like, hey, she's like, hey, I won't read because she likes to, like, read the lyrics yeah. and stuff. She, oh, that, she, oh, oh, that's what gets you in trouble. Yeah. And I said, she's like, I won't read it and I won't sing it. I'll just dance to it. And okay. I said, that's a pretty good argument. I, I can't. But like, she's like bartering with you but, to be able but to. Just, like- but just not this one. Okay. Listen to anything else. Just not that one. We got to throw in some Megan the Stallion for. Her. <laughs> yeah, we got it. I just call, I pulled off Cuff It. Now I'm gonna just let her listen. To listen, listen to WAP. We we did bring uh, the the Club Six Ten sign for later on. Sure no, we, we didn't get any alcohol in here. We were a little worried. I'm actually okay. <laughs> you sure you don't want to? You sure? Just keep it going. I'm, I'm good for right now. Thank you. Though. Appreciate the offer. I didn't know if you wanted to just continue. Sometimes <laughs> that's better. The best. Just keep the party going. It, sometimes that helps you out. Well, you can't get hung over if you keep drinking. That's exactly right. <laughs> Great attitude. We'll let you. We're Perfect gonna let Aaron idea. go to the IV bar. Those things are great, by the way. Yeah. Let Aaron go to the IV bar a little bit, freshen up, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up this weekend, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Appreciate y'all, boys. See you on the other side. That's Aaron Ladd, our guest, brought to you by Spicin Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up next, we'll get to the Chiefs' red half hour. Back into how we see this game playing out a little bit, and one thing that Brian Billick told us right here in Las Vegas about the approach to the run game for the Chiefs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12th precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 49ers. <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We continue here in Las Vegas with our big game coverage brought to you by 
Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card, at ChiefsChecking.com. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we'll be joined by Chiefs team president Mark Donovan here on a Friday, a red Friday in Las Vegas, getting set in uh, what is now just kind of normal for uh, for the Chiefs planning their, their big parties that they have as well for uh, for fans that made it out, I know they always have that season ticket holder. There's like a very On limited Saturday, lottery. Typically. Well, there's a party, oh, but yeah, also yeah. they do that lottery. Some some lucky Chiefs fans that were season ticket holders got the right basically to purchase. And then, uh, yes, there's the rally going on tomorrow. And then, of course, want to talk to Mark Donovan about uh, the stadium renovations and the uh, three-eighth cent sales tax extension vote that's happening in April. Earlier in the show, we had asked the question. It was like, hey, what thing concerns us? And I told you, hey, fourth quarter scoring. Second half scoring, the Niners are better than anybody in the NFL at that. The Chiefs are down. What if I flipped it to the other side and I said, what is the thing you're the most confident the Chiefs will be able to do? Because I think that outside of maybe Sneed, which is way, way up there, I'm really confident the Chiefs are going to be able to run the ball and are committed to actually doing it. That's the biggest part of this is that Andy Reid for maybe, this might be the biggest stretch of his NFL career, I think they'll run the ball well and will actually commit to doing it, which opens up things for them offensively in a way that they didn't have earlier this season. That's where I was headed as well. I mean, we, we've talked a ton about Pacheco this week, and whether from a betting angle or not, I, I do love all the angles involving Pacheco. I think he has to be a key part of this, and that's why I'm also confident in it because they've done it in the postseason. In, in the regular season, their rushing attack, they didn't really focus in on it. And you've seen the uptick in touches now for Pacheco, the 49ers defense as a whole. You know, they, they were good in the regular season, uh, but they've struggled in the postseason. I, I could see that continually. I was trying to find I, – I had some numbers on, on this from uh, from a couple of the 49ers postseason performances, and it's just it's pretty stark difference. So the, the 49ers, 318 rush yards allowed this postseason. In the regular season, they allowed only 89 or so per game which was third in the NFL. They were actually really good yards yeah, allowed. Strong. Not the case in the postseason. The Chiefs, on the other hand, they averaged 30 rushes now per game in the postseason, only 24 and, a half, 24 and a half during the regular season. So there has been an uptick in that, and I'm with you. I think they will have success in that area. Nick Allegretti showed enough uh, two weeks ago that I'm confident that they'll be able to have that kind of success. I think they have to also. It's part of the formula to win. By the way, imagine that it's only 30, and they were only able to run the ball like 20 times against Buffalo. Because they didn't have any plays. Yeah, doubled up, yeah. That that number, that number of 30 per game could be way higher, man. Way higher. They're running it more than that. For a team that has historically, over the last five years, been number one in the NFL in run-to-pass ratio. As in, they pass more than anyone. And by the way, duh, you had Patrick Mahomes. And for a while, you had Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But you still got Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and everyone in between. So it makes sense that that would be how you do it. But in this postseason, it's like 50-50 you got a good shot, like, for the first time all year. If they run on second and ten, I don't necessarily cringe at the thought of them doing it. I think the other thing, as I mentioned earlier, like, Steve's ability to shut down Brandon Ayuk, I'm 100% locked that I think that I'm confident he can do that. I don't even know, like, how much more evidence would you need? It's game 20, and he's shut down number one wide receivers 20 consecutive games. I mean, dead serious, like every single, or 19 consecutive, about to be 20. That is one of the biggest locks, like no question so. asks on the entire team. I think so. The only difference would be, unlike some of these other opponents, there are multiple secondary options. The other opponents that we've discussed, you know, okay, you shut down uh, Zay Flowers or whoever, you know, like, okay, then, then who's going to get you? Mark Andrews was just coming back from injury, clearly wasn't fully ready to go. You know, what that, that would be the question of, all right, is Ayuk the guy that the Chiefs deem as the biggest threat? Now, we know Snead usually is going to get the number one wide receiver, and that is him, but do the Chief, are they more fearful, fearful of him, or are they, is their game plan defensively more about uh, what they're going to do against McCaffrey, or is it more what they're concerned about that sure. Debo Samuel, or, or George Kittle for that matter, what, what they can do? But, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that Brandon Ayuk is not going to go off for 95 yards in a, in a touchdown in this game, and if he does, one, that, that start, that, that's – certainly trouble but also then I would be fascinated to know what are the lines on the were, other guys were they able to do they just say no we, we actually don't think he's the guy that's going to beat us we believe Kittle's the problem or Christian McCaffrey's the problem I do think that there's part of their defense in which they settle into the like eh, take your time down the field right it's fine take your time no rush work your way down slow 
We'll get to you in just a minute. And if that's the case, you're banking on the same thing that most – what's funny is normally when you play a defense like that, you're banking on the fact that they're going to turn it over. And because the Chiefs don't take the ball away a lot, that's not really how it's been going. Typically it's either they go down and they get a tuck – you know, like they go down and they're hoping for the field goal, right, or the red zone defense does its job, or they're banking on the opposite end and, you know, waiting and just being like, well, at least they took a bunch of time off the clock and there's only so much time to actually score. Those are really the only two things you're banking on at that point. I believe so. You know, and the other part too, Cody, is the the thought of the running game from a, a former coach's perspective too. We had, we had a chance to catch up with Brian Billick earlier this week and, and asked him for someone that won a Super Bowl, what does he see and how would he approach uh, the running game for the Chiefs and for the 49ers? Here's what Brian Billick uh, had to say about the Chiefs and their rushing success and their plan. Well, no, you have to begin with that. I always would counsel my coaches that would have, you know, would, would come out and, and run the ball for a whole lot of yards and run a certain play. And then the next week they'd talk to themselves, well, they're going to be prepared for that, so we're not going to. I'd go, wait a minute. Let's make them show us that they can indeed stop it first. I can't imagine that what we saw against the 49ers, both in Green Bay and in Detroit, uh, against Detroit, that Andy Reid's not going to come out and challenge them with Isaiah Pacheco, a good physical back, good offensive line, and challenge that initially to see how the 49ers are going to play. So out of the first 15 plays, the scripted 15, you hear from Brian Billick there. Like that, that, that's why I think out of the first 15 plays, and who knows, let, let's say it's an eight or nine play drive and they, they sure. march down and they're going down the field. How many of those are runs? I, I would like to think they have shown us throughout the, the postseason Seven, where eight. they're now getting in, you know 30-plus rush attempts a game that, yeah, I mean, there's a minimum five, five carries for Isaiah Pacheco. There should be, in my opinion, for them to have success on the opening drive. Don't forget, if you need food for the big game, Jefferson's got 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery. With promo code 610SPORTS, limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. Let's go to the opposite side, right? You know, uh, this is where Billick is really good at breaking this down. How's the run game going to look like on the other side? That's the 49er persona. One of the strengths of Kyle Shanahan is they're going to play to their strength. They're going to play to their personality, which is to run the ball, play action off of that, play good defense. So that clearly is going to be the plan to challenge it early. As I size it up, and you alluded to it earlier because of the special nature of Patrick Mahomes, this game, you can really make a case point by point. Well, the 49ers, you know, they're, they're going to take Chris McCaffrey and they're going to run the ball and they're going to be able to chew up the clock, but Patrick Mahomes. Well, then they're going to play action. You got Kittle and you got Debo Samuel down the field, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Well, in the defense, a four-man rush or five, they'll keep him in the pocket. They won't be there, but it's Patrick Mahomes. So that's kind of the catch-all answer for whatever San Francisco wants to do. Now, they are capable of executing a game plan where they do to Kansas City what Kansas City did to Baltimore or Detroit did to them was chew up the clock, run the ball, score, put Kansas City in a profile where they feel like they have to catch up, all with the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes with a receiving core that's not quite what it has been in years past. I don't think that's the profile that Kansas City wants to play. I mean, I, and I understand that notion of, like, maybe they don't want to get into the San Francisco game. What's funny is these teams do not play a dramatically different style of football offensively. They both want to run the – well, at least right now. They both want to run the ball right now. They both want to control the clock. They both want to drive down the field slow. They both want to play hard-nosed defense that makes it difficult for the opponent. Those two things are there. But Billick has pretty much been the theme of the week, which is Patrick Mahomes, right? And I can't – I can't. As much as I try to – and I'm not trying to, like, not take Brock Pier Brock pretty serious at all. He's in the Super Bowl for good reason. But, God, there's still a gap there until proven it, otherwise. It, look, it's always funny. Like, some fans will get upset when they're like, you guys get, you know, you, you, you're too confident or you, you can't discount X player. They're going to really want to prove you wrong. The, ultimately, I know the Chiefs are not discounting what Brock Purdy can do. I know yeah. Steve Spagnuolo's not discounting. He was extremely complimentary uh, of, of him, as he has been about throughout you know the, the postseason with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen as well. No, I, I, I think they're well aware of it, and I'm fascinated to see what their plan is because, yes, we all expect Kyle Shanahan to do something that McDermott and Harbaugh didn't, which is actually stick to the running game. I, I would love for him to, to, to differ from that, but I think he's smart enough to know with two weeks in the game plan that right away – this isn't, oh, we want to make sure Christian McCaffrey is healthy for the playoffs. No, this is the Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, 
if you're the 49ers, he, he really should touch the ball like 25, 30 times. I mean, I, that sounds crazy, but no, that, that's, that's what I would do. Like, that, that's what I Probably would do if, times, I, if I'm Christian McCaffrey. This is it. And look, if he happens to get hurt in the game, so be it. I mean, this, this is he has never played in the Super Bowl before. This is his opportunity. This is uh, another thing to add to his legacy. And it is part of the formula for them to win. And that's also why I think the game is lower scoring, though, what you were mentioning with time of possession and stuff earlier. If we both think, and most people think these teams each can benefit from running the ball in a big, big way, then I, I expect that to be uh, one thing that leads to a lower scoring game. And I actually think that that lends itself well for Kansas City. I don't think it hurts. I'll say that. But that's what's so funny is I, I'll take the game that is the grind down for both. The both teams have these long sustained drives and it's just 20 to 17 and you don't know which way it's going to go because of the factor we have on these offensive games. And I, I'll be curious to see how much they trust Brock Purdy. I do think there's been a couple of times this postseason, not just because he's struggling, but they've leaned almost too much on Christian McCaffrey and others because they don't want to, like, fully unlock Purdy. And then they do. Eventually they have no choice, right? It's the fourth quarter or it's the second half, and they're down, and they open things up, and he has some success. But I still think you can see early in those 49ers games, earlier in this postseason, where they're kind of careful with him. They're protecting themselves a little bit from what could be big negative plays. He's only had a couple of games this year in which he's really done that. But I also don't think I, this is the other thing that makes me feel so so good about the game is there was a time, God, there was a time, man, when I used to think the Chiefs are like, boy, if they just get knocked off of their game and they're the finesse thing and they get thrown off of their skill set, it's never going to be the same and they're going to be thrown off course. I don't feel that way about the Chiefs at all. I think it's five times more likely they punch a team in the mouth and the other team is thrown off their game. And the one thing I'll say about Christian McCaffrey, you're right. That even if they get down 12, 14 points, whatever, they're not going to, like, give up on the run. But the reason why they didn't have to give up on the run is because it kept working. If you're Spags and you're like, no, screw it, put it in the air. Take the opposite approach. Don't make them give up on it. You know what I'm saying? Force them to give up on the run. You get the lead. Don't let them still get comfortable with Christian McCaffrey. Make them take the ball to the air. Prove to me. You got a guy who can do that. Don't let them do the same thing they did against Detroit. Yeah, this this is where you know I know we had Aaron Ladd on earlier. We were talking about uh, you know package of plays for Felix and Udike Uzama, where you get a little nervous. Is okay, you key in on the run, and that's all of a sudden yeah. when you start seeing the jet motion and the jet sweeps, uh, and, and and basically, are you able to be sound and and not overreact if you're Felix to where all of a sudden. You know, the, the edges are, are wide open for, for San Francisco to get that speed out on the edge. Debo Samuel is kind of who I'm talking about sure. in, in particular. Now, what about this game and a win? Earlier you asked me the, the legacy stuff for some of these players, but a win does blank four. Let me, let me throw a few players your way in the text okay. line, 913-586-7610. A win does blank for Travis Kelsey, who is at you know the end of his career to a certain extent. My initial thought was nothing. Right, I mean, okay. he's already one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history. He's one of the greatest postseason performers in NFL history. He's already a Hall of Famer, all of those things. But because Gronk's got four rings, it gets him one closer to Gronk, right? Those are one of the few statistical categories in which he's not caught up with literally everyone. I think he's maybe 40 touchdowns still behind Antonio Gates for touchdowns, who did not get in the Hall of Fame last night. That was surprising to me. But, very, very much but so. But I think it just probably puts that one little notch. And honestly, what it does for him, it completes the perfect year. Congratulations on one perfect 12-month run in which you could fail in zero ways. That, to me, is an impressive feat, Alex, where if you go that long, two Super Bowl titles, great relationship, winning at life, that's probably what it does for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think you're right on the perfect year. I also think based on his comments and how this year has gone, I I know he's got multiple rings, but I this one just would have to be the most Considering rewarding the year, to a probably. certain extent because he didn't play in week one of the season, so he was already banged up. And then, look, a lot of people have been talking a lot of crap about, about him unrelated to anything he's actually done, both with his relationship – uh, commercials, things like that. Like, there's been way more negativity outside of Kansas City, yes. of course, uh, towards him this year. So the ability to kind of give, maybe he won't, but the, the double bird to, to, to some people out there, I think that would add to, to that. And, yes, continue to, to put him. I already think he's, you know, Gronk even admitted he's the best receiving tight end in NFL history. But to end any case, somebody else, a win does blank for, what about Kyle Shanahan? Makes him the second best coach in the NFL. Ooh, interesting. So you I already think, think he, he's a top so, five. So do I. the ring. 
So you think he would lead? Coach, yeah. you, you would put him ahead of Sean McVay. You put him I ahead of, of some of these others. I think he's obviously a top five. I think it would end the discussion about twenty-eight to three were for him personally. Where he get? He wasn't the head coach. He was yeah, the offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator, and it would put him in a spot to where much earlier than Andy in his career, he got over the hump. Everybody acknowledged Andy Reid was a great coach for, for a very, very long time, but he never was able to get over the hump in Philly. And then here, like, oh, can he win the big one? Finally, he does that. And now everybody universally agrees he's the second best coach in, you know, or excuse me, one of the top three coaches in NFL history and has a chance to end up ahead of Belichick if he, yeah. if he coaches another couple years and gets another ring. So I think, yeah, Andy Reid has a chance to, to end up as the greatest coach in NFL history with not just with this win, but it continues to put him on the path. It's pretty much a tie. I get the, the argument for Sean McVay. It'd be like co-number two because they both would have gone to two Super Bowls, lost one and won one, and both would have done it with two different quarterbacks and had to do it different ways. He would have taken Jimmy G and lost and then gone back with Brock Purdy and won. Honestly, going back with Brock Purdy, considering he's his second year in the league and you were in the NFC title game last year, that's probably more impressive than getting Matt Stafford, who was still one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL at the time that he went to the Rams. I think it cements himself right into that conversation where you don't have to have any, like, oh, I wonders about. I definitely think it puts him back. I think we do a few more later in the show because I'd be curious what our answers were. I gave an answer on Purdy last night. I don't think I don't think Drew liked it, but I gave it to it, or Snead or Jones, some of these other guys that have a lot on the line. We are broadcasting from Radio Row, presented by our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610 and by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. It's always an honor to uh, welcome in the team president of the Kansas City Chiefs here in Las Vegas. Mark, we, we talk to you every year now in, in a Radio Row setting, and we, we had Clark Hunt on the show earlier. And it, I know it doesn't get old for you guys, but – just to once again have the spotlight on this franchise and, and to see how Chiefs fans are representing. How's this week been going? It's been great. You know, we, uh, we've gotten pretty good at this week. Um, and I say that sort of humbly, that we're grateful to be here. But the team around us has done it enough that we're pretty efficient at it. And um, so this week has been just smooth as you could hope for. And, uh, and we've been you know, efficient and having some fun. I was on a, on a show outside of Kansas City earlier this week, and they're like, do you sense that, you know, fans aren't traveling as much or, or fans aren't going to these games as much? And I'm like, no, no, there's, there's more opportunities. Maybe you didn't get to go to Miami. Maybe you didn't get to go to Phoenix, and, and who doesn't want to go to Vegas? From what you guys see on your end, the, the, the interest in these trips and, and going with the team and all that ha- hasn't altered at all. Now the kingdom has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and we see it every week, everywhere we go. We obviously see it at home, uh, GHA Field and Arrowhead Stadium. But, um, you know, you see it on the street. You see it in the airport. You see it. You've heard the stories. Andy walks through a t- little town in Italy, and somebody comes out with a Chiefs Kingdom flag, right? Um, players get stopped. We see it in the airports. And uh, it's part of what's happening right now in this city is that we're on a really, really good trend. And Kansas City is now in a, in a status it hasn't been before. And there are so many examples of that. When you look at what, you know, you say we're used to it, that's one of the things around the team that sometimes gets talked about. How big of an advantage is it to just be like, hey, guys, we know how the flights get booked. We know how to get on the plane. We know what the media obligations are. Mm -hmm. This is an old hat, especially when you've done it four times in five years. It probably really does feel that way. Yeah, we take a lot of pride in that, too. That we, We know that if we can be more efficient in doing this and allow the players and coaches to focus on the game, we talk about eliminating distractions. Those ticket requests, the family requests, traveling, all that's real. And these guys have to deal with it, every single level of the organization. So we do that early on. We get set. We're very efficient in how we do it. And I think the players and the coaches really appreciate it. They can come here and just focus on football, and that's what I've seen all week being with the team. Additional spotlight. Well, we got our Taylor Swift shirts over here. I do have to ask the impact that that's having. We all know. I mean, that has been. It's got to be good for business. It's, it's got to be very good for, for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's been great. Um, she is a, a great member of the kingdom. We're proud to have her. We're happy to have her. Um, she's definitely had an impact. I think the reality is that this team and this organization, this brand, has been growing exponentially the last five or six years. Um, she has just sort of added exponentially on top of that. More geeky data stuff is that not only has she expanded the uh, brand and the, and the following, but the target that she brings, that 12 to 24-year-old female, in the world of marketing and business and attracting various consumers, that's a hard target, and it's hard to get them, and they're coming to us. 
Um, so we're doing everything we can to respect that and take advantage of it. Um, but she's been great. And uh, I think the best thing that you can say about this whole thing is how the team has taken it in stride. It's not really had an impact on us. And we're happy for Travis and we're happy for Taylor. And it's good for all of us. There's been all these fun stories about, like, <coughs> hey, it, it taught, like, a father and daughter came together. Have you had any family members that didn't seem all that interested in what you did for a while? And now all of a sudden they're like, hey, have you met her? You know, have you, you know, tell me more. Yeah, it's a little bit, I equated a little bit to the Patrick effect too, right? So I've got family members and friends who, you know, I, I appreciate passion. So if you grew up in Cleveland or if you grew up in Pittsburgh, if you grew up in Detroit, you're, you're a Lions fan or a Steelers fan or a Browns fan. Well, those, you know, for five years or so, those fans have come to me and say, I'm a Lions fan, but I love Patrick Mahomes, right? Same thing's happening with Taylor. Yeah. Like, you know, I've got some in-laws and friends who are saying like I, I love my team but my daughter really wants to watch this and <laughs> we do it together and we've heard so many of those stories but she's a phenomenon she's worldwide and she's uh, we're happy to have her part of the kingdom we're talking to chiefs team president mark donovan here on radio row and our guests are brought to you by spice and foods the official sauces of the kansas city chiefs you mentioned the momentum in kansas city as a whole it's obviously the chiefs are a big part of that but also you got the world cup and the exciting news earlier in the week six matches which is you know and a quarterfinal i think that was maybe a surprise to a lot of us but to be aligned with those bigger markets in L.A. and in Boston to have Kansas City. We know the games are going to be at, at Arrowhead. What, what does that mean for, for Kansas City to have the World Cup and to have all these bigger events? The draft, we all know, just wrapped up less than a year ago. Yeah, you know, it's just another – this is hard evidence of the amazing trend that Kansas City is on right now, right? So go back to just being considered as a World Cup site. Kansas City doesn't – it's Lamar Hunt. It's the current. It's Sporting. Go ahead. It's all those things, and then <clears throat> to get not only six matches, but as you said, to get the quarter. I don't think any of us were expecting that. And then what I said to the mayor, I saw him before we left, and congratulated him on that. I mean, think about where we are as a city. Now we're in the mix with Boston, L.A., and Miami. The next city on that list is Kansas City. That's pretty amazing, and it's been fun to be a part of it. And I think it's just, you know, the future is really, really bright for this region. So we know the Chiefs and the Royals have a big vote coming up in April as it relates to the extension of the sales tax between the two stadiums. How close would you say the Chiefs are on what those dollars are used for for them? Clark told us that some's going to be for infrastructure, some's going to be for stadium improvements you might actually see as a fan. How close are you guys on what those things look like from a budgetary perspective, where those dollars are going to go. Yeah, as you can imagine, we've been working on this for years, so we've got a really good plan. It's down to the fine details. Um, and I think Clark said it right. you, you got to think about Arrowhead, the stadium itself, as that concrete was poured in 1970, not 72. It opened in 72, right? So there's a significant investment that needs to be made on an annual basis to keep the lights on, to keep the building infrastructure in place. So a significant amount of this tax revenue will go just to maintain and operate and keep the building the way it is and keep it a safe and exciting place. Add to that private investment that will actually renovate areas of the stadium and we'll focus exactly as we did in 2008, 9, and 10 with that renovation and make sure that every single level is impacted in a positive way. So no matter where your tickets are, if you're upper corner, if you're in the best suite, you're going to have a better experience. And we've got some Really, really exciting things to share with our fans and season ticket members uh, in the coming days. Um, we've got to get through this week and celebrate next week and have some fun here, hopefully. Um, but then we'll, we'll kick pretty into high gear pretty quickly. I know John Sherman shared a target number. What, <laughs> do you guys have a target number of how much private investment you're planning on putting back into the team? You know, we have a target number as to what it's going to cost to do the renovation we want. Um, and then that's a matter of, like, how much of this is public-private. But it'll be a significant amount of private investment exactly what we did last time if you think about you know 375 million was put into the renovation 125 of that was hunt family money how, so. about, how about the the plan in the parking lot we know if this <laughs> thing passes in april the royals go downtown and they'll, they'll select a site hopefully here fairly soon and everybody has talked about kaufman being demolished at that point in time we've all been to lambo we were just there this this year in title town yeah. that awesome area that they got how, how much is the parking lot, we all love the tailgating, but additional features there, how much is that part of this? I think our focus going in, we looked at that, is more on making tailgating even better. So we think that our tailgating atmosphere 
is a significant point of difference. And it makes us an iconic venue. So people all over the world come to Arrowhead Stadium to see our games. But they come for the Arrowhead experience. And a big part of that experience is tailgating. So when we think about that land that the K now sits on, we think of it more of what can we do with that land, number one, make ingress and egress more efficient, right? We've got to deal better with rideshare. That's sort of been developed over the time where the parking lots really haven't changed since we put them there. So we've got to figure that out more efficient there. And then how do we create a really, really cool way to highlight what we've done with tailgating? If you've been to the Ford Fan District right outside the, uh, the M lot, imagine that on steroids. So do more around that. And then factor into that, we'd love to have something in that space that's used year-round. So think of it more of a public area where you could actually have fields. So you could have kids out there playing football, interacting. Also think of it as potentially a, a small, I want to be careful on this one, but a small concert venue. More of a pop-up concert venue, not a full amphitheater, but something you can use that space with year-round. Let's get time for game predictions, right? we got to get to them by Spice <laughs> and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. What's your prediction for the game? Yeah, I, you know, I think when you look at this season, um, there's a lot of pride in what we've done this year and how we've done it. And the ability to just stay in there and play 60 minutes. So that's my prediction. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to play 60 minutes of football. And hopefully everything turns our way. You know, I'm biased, but with this, with this defense... Give me this defense in 15 in the second half of the Super Bowl. I like my chances. Yeah, we'll see you at a parade on Wednesday, hopefully, Mark. Hopefully, Mark yeah. Donovan, the team president of the Kansas City Chiefs, kind enough to give us some time. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we continue in Las Vegas. We'll get to what's trending and whether MVS can replicate his continued playoff success right here on Cody and Gold. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.